And there came a day. A day unlike... Wait. No, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 217 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. I'm going to be decidedly less aggro this week when I ask, how is everyone? <laughs> uh, I'm fucking tired. Uh, I'm just fucking tired. This 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 was just a week for me. Not not good, not bad, just... A week much like any other? Uh, me, yes. I read over 2,000 pages of comics. I don't think there was any week when I was reading a trade every day where I read this many comics in a week. <laughs> Fucking hell! I read I read a lot this week too. I was I was very proud of how much I got read. <laughs> if ever I, I am didn't. going to be, if ever I am going to become a Grant Morrison lead character that can break the laws of metaphysics and narrative, this is the week it happens. <laughs> I will be struck by lightning and doused with chemicals while editing this episode, and I will and, just become the white space. And oh, I also caught up on Doom Patrol. That is when Alex nice. became the reader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing better than that. It's a very Grant Morrison name for, for yes, somebody. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, um, what say we get into it? We have a lot of ground to cover. We are doing a good old-fashioned panelology talk about new books episode. Catch em ups. Yeah. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. What do we want to start with? We want to start with Adventure Man, because it's the only book out of the 80 books on this list that all three of us read. And that was, was sheer it? fucking luck. There had to be one of the five that I read this week. <laughs> the good news is, it's a good choice, because damn, is this a good book. Yeah, it, it is excellent. Yeah, I've already talked about it before, so I want to hear you two talk about it. Um, I, You know what? I love how... They spent so I, I we should point out this first issue is like a double sized issue. Yep. Um, and that's kind of important because it means the first half of it, which totally would have been spent just introducing Adventure Man and his compatriots and all of that and and who their villains are that they're up against. Uh it can spend the that whole first issue doing that and still have half of this issue number one left to actually tell the story that I think we're gonna actually get into yeah i mean you basically abandon everything from the first half of the book right but but that lore becomes important yeah, like, yeah. so the first half of the book introduces us to adventure man and all of his like i said associates who who are by the way amazing i love this they're very pulp fictiony right mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you've got the brawler of the bowery and the, the phaedra phantom the ghostly saint of the burlesque i love her <laughs> Of course. Shocked. Um, I am shocked at that. <laughs> you yeah. should be. Sally, Sally Sweet, an ace aviatrix. I right? also love so, her. <laughs> right. So and so these great, and then you have, you know, 
the the wonderful um, Baroness Bazaar and uh, Hellcat Maggie, and like these are the villains that they're up against. So I also love very... all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like these are all super, super great realized like pulp superhero type characters, right? Um, and you know they have a big fight and a battle and all that, and it's wonderful. And then after we are introduced to all these, who all these people are. It completely shifts, and we see that what would be in, in normally in like the second half of this would be an issue too. But is this mom reading this story that we have just had to her son? And this is the story that we're actually going to be have is in this world where Adventure Man is just a seemingly story. just a story, or is it right? <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. And it's about her and who she is. This is the mother that I'm talking about. Her, who she is, who her family is, how she relates to them, uh, you know, her son. So kind of we, we get an introduction to her whole life. And then things start happening. Specifically, she runs a her mom's bookstore. And uh, somebody comes in and things start happening. And she starts seeing the Adventure Man logo on things and weird shadowy people start showing up and on things including the like really fancy edition of an adventure man storybook brought in by this mysterious person yeah yeah uh, so she goes chasing after them and we find out like there's some like like we get bugs man essentially like spiders man but made <laughs> out of bugs flies <laughs> yeah and ants and, yeah right and like her son figures out that if you map this you know this thing that it ends up being on a map the adventure man logo where these things are taking place and so there's all these super odd weird things that are going on that are leading to maybe adventure man and those stories are not just fiction and that's where we get to at the end of this first issue indeed but it's just and I think it's how real these care and when I say real I mean the second half of the book how real these characters are Right? They seem like real people. Yeah, I mean, the family dynamic, I think, builds oh my gosh. that out a lot. This yeah. family is so wonderful. I love them so much. So much. All of them. So yes. the lead character's name is Claire, and she has, like, six sisters, all adopted, and they all get together on Friday nights with their father to observe Shabbat. And it's just beautiful. Right. And, like, their mother passed away. And it says, you know, that, that dad held the family together just through sheer force of will, mm -hmm. essentially. And the mother was the one who asked that they always do this. So, like, everybody honors it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, that good, good Terry and Rachel Dodson art. I'm going to add that. Yeah. I will be forever yeah, saying, what the butts? What the butts? Forever. <laughs> forever. What the butts? What the butts? What a, what a good phrase. <laughs> How come you get to use it? <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, m m much looking forward to number two and seeing where this goes. Die number 11. Yeah, so I had almost forgotten where we left off in Die, but it was with Ash having married the king of Agria. And in this, we kind of see things calm down a little, like we see the aftermath of that. And, and... The people who want to leave the game actually finally escape the city. 
Uh, but Ash has the, the the parasite vampires out hunting for them. And, you know, while they're escaping and doing their thing and trying to find some, some fair gold in order to get the fuck out, uh, we see Ash go to Seoul and have this, like, really good, like, like, really good friends moment. You're like, oh, no, shit, he's still, like, he's still in there. He's still for real, for real in there. I don't know, it's just really, it's really good. This book is really good, y'all. That, that Kieran Gillen twisting you up. I know. Ugh. I really should read the first trade of this. It's sitting it's on my so shelf over there. It's so good, Alex. It's so it, good. It is. Yeah. Especially someone who likes, like, D&D type stuff. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to play this, either. <laughs> I need I need this campaign now. Right now. One of these days. Yeah. Empire Avengers number zero. This is, I think, the third entry, sort of setting up what empire will be we had oh one of the anthology books that came out at the end of last year road to empire the crease scroll war that (laughs) a few months ago yeah and now we have this and finally we start to see how the pieces fit together yeah which Uh, if i remember the the one that came out before was really basically a recap of Right of the history of the Kree Scroll. Yeah, the the, the Kree Scroll War was there like a was primer. <laughs> there was also though the uh, I think it was incoming, the Marvel mm-hmm. incoming yeah book, uh, which gets referenced here is about this body that turns up and everyone tries to solve that mystery and it turns out it's. I forget if it was a Cree or a scroll. I think it was a Cree living with a scroll and one of them turns up dead and the other has this right mysterious message about beware the trees and then erupts into a tree or something like that. Yep. It's hey, it's been a little while. <laughs> I legit think that was out in like December. That does not sound wrong, man. The wildest thing about catching up on comics reading this week has been flipping through and seeing checklist pages like Check out this next issue in April. I'm like, no. Nope. No. Mm-mm. Not not accurate. No. Maybe Aww. August, but no. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. M sad. DC has entire event books that are AWOL at this point. Yes. Um, this picks up with sort of Tony Stark coming out of his time in 1 million BC having a dream about the fight between the Cree and the... What were the flower people called, Brian? The... T- uh, shoot. Um, I had never heard of this race before, but basically flower people. Yeah, that, it's, Plant people. That's a, yeah, that's exactly what they are. Um, um, and many, many, many years ago on the moon, the scrolls pitted the Cree versus this race against each other to see who could build the most glorious city or whatever on the moon. The, and the Kotati. The Kotati won by growing yeah. a plant city. They were declared the victors. The Kree destroyed them. That became the beginning of the Kree-Scroll War. Now the Kree and the Scroll have reunited because the Kotati have basically bloomed again and are starting to build their own civilization again and are coming to destroy them because the Kree have an axe to bury and... The scroll feel like they made a de- made the wrong decision by backing a peaceful people, and that that is their great shame. So they can erase that by destroying that civilization again. 
So the Avengers go to the moon to help fight off the Kree and the Skrulls. Who have joined forces now under... King Teddy. King Teddy. Being manipulated by the Super Scroll and, I don't know, some Kree. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think we're going to end up seeing it's like a new Supreme Intelligence maybe or something. I mean, I'm sure we saw her in Road to... Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I could not tell you who she is. I know Clert. Um, we also get the Swordsman. One of the greatest Avengers, the Swordsman. Uh, this also ties into some of the Celestial Madonna stuff, which I know jack shit about. Um, I think you'll learn more going through this, though. I mean, apparently Thor is uncle to Mantis's kid, which is cool. Yeah. Seeing Thor, like, make it rain on the moon is a neat, <laughs> neat moment. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> I like the whole Tony. Uh, Tony's like, hmm. Yeah, I know that look in Carol, and she's not going to back down. So I'll just preempt her and say say the same thing ahead of, ahead of her, so uh, so everybody yeah. will agree with me. This is why I have speakers in this suit. <laughs> yes. Q Tony Stark rousing the troops speech. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good issue. This one is Al Ewing. The Empire of Inch as a whole is Ewing and Dan Slott. Uh, the next issue before Empire proper starts is Empire Fantastic Four number zero. And the end of this teases what their role in this conflict might be. Yes, it does. So we've we've essentially got the Avengers, right, who have gone to the moon and talked to the Kotati and basically decided that if somebody is coming to destroy a civilization, we're the Avengers. We stand up and we prevent that from happening. So they are siding with the Kotati to prevent this. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have plans for if the Kree defeat the Skrull, and if the Skrull defeat the Kree, and all these plans for what happens in different iterations of this war, no one has a plan for what happens if they team up together. Correct. Um, And then we find out that basically we see the, 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 the Kree-Skrull armada coming towards the moon. And who's uh, who's with them, Alex? Well, the end of this issue teases what the Fantastic Four's role might be. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, essentially, I think what they're trying to lead us to understand is that we, as the reader, really don't know what the right side is in this conflict. Sure. Um, and possibly that neither is the right side is what we're going to end up with. <laughs> wow, our... Are you saying that in a superhero versus superhero conflict in a Marvel book, there might not be a right side? Hmm. Huh. What? It's 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 I, it's so clear to me. It's almost like I've been through it before, <laughs> <laughs> multiple yeah. times, yeah. many, many times. Weird deja many vu. Times. Man. Hey, what. look, Ewing and Slot, I trust. That's fair. Yeah, you're not wrong, but. Yeah, we, yeah, we should be like two thirds of the way or four fifths of the way through this whole arc at this point, but or you know, event. But uh, oops, thanks for the delay, COVID. Oops, yeah. all COVID. Oh, yeah. Iron Man twenty twenty. We're going to talk about that and Force Works, Ironheart, and Rescue. But first, the main event. The main event. Uh. This is actually turning out to be pretty good. Um, I feared this would not be as good as it is turning out to be. I'm not a huge Arno Stark fan. I am only a marginal Iron Man fan. Not that, and I don't like Iron Man. Just that, and I'm not a regular reader of Iron Man. Not sure. I, 
I'd put myself in the same boat. Like I read yeah. most of Bindus's run, but right, I I kind of tapped out on Gillen's before that. Uh, yeah, just because yeah, it's it's sort of a corner that I don't know a whole lot about and doesn't usually hook me very much. Uh, yeah, I, like I usually go peek in on it from time to time to find out what's going on, right? Yeah. So like this this event was a good choice, good chance to kind of jump in and see what's going on there. Um, we've yeah, also it's... we've also learned uh, in the interim times in the downtime that the end of this event uh, number six is also the end of Dan Slott's time on Iron Man. Correct. Yeah. Oh snap! And we will, they will be starting a new Iron Man series after yes. this. And it was yeah. always the plan for him to end yes. at the end of this event. Correct. Um, so. In brief, if I don't know, I think we may have mentioned it, but obviously it's been a while. Uh, essentially, the AIs of the Marvel Universe have risen up against their creators uh, and are forming an AI rebellion to free themselves from the evil human flesh overlords that are peoples. Um, and the ironic part of this is the leader of this rebellion is mark one who both kind of is and isn't tony <laughs> i mean he is though just he, but he is. is and that's what that, right that's what we actually get to in yeah. this book right in in the strangest conflict of this book which i've loved the build-up to but in this issue i'm like yeah and like yes he is tony <laughs> yeah. we've <laughs> known this all exactly. along he finally knows this too or believes this too yeah and essentially what what because you know uh, Tony died and came back so his body is or at least big parts of his body are cloned pieces yeah no his his whole body is cloned and back in the matt fraction run he erased his mind and right restored it from an upload so at this point he's it's the whole you've got a car and you replace every part is it still the original it's, car question right he's replaced exactly. every part of his body and mind is he still tony stark yes and the answer is Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I like how well they've tied in the these adjacent little mini series that they've created for this without them being uh like like you could read just the main series and be okay, but you get like what that you you see hints of what these missions are that these other people are doing, and if you want to read them, then they fit right in. Right, they plug in, but they're not required. I I do think there are a couple of them that are more characters in this universe and what they're up to than that have anything to do with what's happening in this. Story. Agreed, agreed. Uh, but yeah, like some of them are definitely. Hey, you want to know more about this thing that's alluded to? Go read Machine Man. Go right. read Rescue. Yeah. Um. But essentially, Arno Stark. Tony's brother, because Tony said that he wasn't Tony Stark anymore, like in court, has taken over Stark Industries and essentially sold it to Bane, uh, who is, you know, who was Tony's competitor. Um, you were and, born in that cave. I was made there. <laughs> no, strike that. Reverse it. <laughs> um, and <sighs> things Things really aren't going well for anybody in this. Um, <laughs> hey, Friday's having an okay time. Friday, Friday is Friday is probably doing better than anybody else. Friday um, has become Danny the Street, but digital. <laughs> 
Danny, Danny the, the server? virtual stream. Danny the server. There you go. Danny the cloud. How's that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we thought Friday was destroyed when they had to shut down the East Gate. But uh, one might say she escaped her destruction. <laughs> uh, yeah. And is essentially the operations behind the whole AI. Yeah. Resistance movement. Yeah. We also learn another character is uh, in better shape than we thought, than we were led to believe that they were. Yes. That is the mole inside of Sunset Bane. Mm-hmm. Or Bane Industries. I guess Sunset Bane is the person. Is the person, right. Um, We had been led to believe that uh, Andy was the mole. And he let them believe that because, well, it provided cover for the actual mole. Mm-hmm. Who's the mole, Brian? Dr. Shapiro. <gasps> Yay! Dr. Shapiro's was- doing all right. And you know what? With cat paws? Is a pretty yeah. good typist. He's a great <laughs> typist with cat paws. Like, Aww. who knew that cats walking across the keyboard was them actually doing something? What? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I think mine's just dumb. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> the secrets come in on little cat feet. <laughs> His I little toe it. beans. Uh, yeah, and Sunset Bane gets a rather rude awakening as well. Um, in that, you know, she is basically trying to command uh, Arno Stark around in which he reveals to her yeah what do you what do you what are you doing you can't command me she's like yeah i own some he's like no you're an artificial intelligence too and real and reveals to her that her real body is in a suspended tank and what she has been driving around is essentially an ai yeah cuz yeah. he's decided well it's actually hard to reprogram robots and take away their free will, but robots are programming. They're predictable. I'll just mind control the whole world. Because humans like are he- the difficult to predict part. Yeah. So I'll just mind control all of them, and then everything will be predictable, and we can go from there so that, you know, we can actually plan and know how things are going to yeah. react. Because he's still trying to stop this space god or whatever that's right. coming. Um. Yeah, this is this is fun. I look forward to the last couple of issues of this. Uh, we've also had over the last few weeks the last chapter of Force Works, mm-hmm. which is the Mockingbird U.S. Agent War Machine Quake uh, versus uh, Deathlock and Ultimo, and maybe teamed up with Modok book. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, this is the issue where they think, you know, maybe teaming up with Modoc is a bad idea, but what other choice do we have? Ron Literally Howard cuts any in. other choice. Yeah, I mean, Ron Howard, I'm sure, was disappointed not to be on standby to cut in. That was a bad idea. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was a very arrested development. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ironheart number one and number two work both as, honestly, they work more as a an outlawed tie-in yes than an iron man tie-in oh did you read these brian i did yeah okay um i'm gonna be honest like i like i think the two issues are well written i hate the place they end i i will agree with that but i knowing kind of what marvel is trying to do with this i don't know how else they could have done it yeah doesn't mean i like it but this is basically two issues on why riri is not going to be ironheart anymore Right. 
And why you gotta take one of the only young black heroes, young black female heroes, out of commission? Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, Well, and I think a lot of this has to do with whether or not you're buying into or think you're going to enjoy the whole outlawed story plot in general. Mm, I think it's easier to swallow this if you buy in on that premise. Right. I don't know that even if I were totally on board with it. And actually, I really liked the Miles issue, which we'll get to. Um, I still don't think I'd be happy with Riri saying, nope, not gonna, not gonna do it anymore. Yeah. I know it's comics and that won't stick, but right. I, for so many reasons, I don't like seeing her step down. I, I, I don't either. Um, I will say, I think given the character of Riri, they do at least give her justification for her choice. They do, but it... Right. It, it does, like I said, doesn't mean you have to like it, doesn't mean you have to agree yeah. with it, but yeah, is what it is. Uh, Rescue number two, I do think is a lot more fun. This is... Yes. This is Pepper infiltrating AIM. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the uh, the summer intern that she <laughs> befriends, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Scares Uh-oh. straight scared straight that's it so essentially she goes in undercover to aim to try to capture some of uh tony's biological biological father's dna so that they can grow not partial replications of tony's body but actual true like actual tony replications of tony's body right to yeah um and you know of course things go badly and you know it, let's be real aim do, aim shoots themselves in this one <laughs> yeah this is <laughs> you were dumb enough to build robots during a robot revolution right yes. no you can clean up your own mess <laughs> yep well what i love is 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 like she's confronting the dad and and his dad is like I'm going to call security. You'll never make it out of here. She's like, your security are AI robots. They're going to go after you just as much as they would me. Call them. I don't care. <laughs> I've got an, I got a suit I can get out of here with. Yeah. Oh, oh. So- Real fucking genius in charge of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It turns out fascists might be idiots. <laughs> what? I know. Shocking. No one Shocking. in America would know that. Not enough people in America know <laughs> oh, that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Once in future, number eight. Quickly moving on. Yeah. I love this book. I love this book so much. So much. So much. So much. D- Duncan is easily in my top two favorite Duncans. Is the other Duncan your dog? It is my dog, yeah. Okay. I mean, did you expect it to be anything else? <laughs> Not well, some really. Days, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not Duncan Kane. It's not King Duncan of it's Scotland. It's not Duncan Donuts. It, you know what? <laughs> it used to be Duncan Donuts, and then they fucking changed. <laughs> there you go. I don't know you anymore, Duncan Donuts. You've That's changed. Right. And not in a good way. I mean, which is an impressive feat, because frankly, they really only had upwards to go. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but their coffee used to be good, and now it's just n- not. It just continues to not be good. Anyway, Dunkin' Donuts. Sucks. Anyway. Keep going. Yep. Top two favorite Dunkins. <laughs> Sorry, Boston. 
I'm I'm not. I'm not sorry. Should I? Okay, be? fine. Fuck you, Boston. Oh no, I didn't say that. <laughs> wow. I didn't say the that. The Red Sox suck. There, Jin said it. No, that was Alex. It was straight up Alex. Alex said it. I never said it. Please don't come for me, Boston. Please. Don't come for me, Boston. Well, I mean, if you nasty, that's fine. <laughs> well. Let's be honest. It's the implication. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so, oh, no, wait, that's uh, Philly. Never mind. Yeah. 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 I forget. Where where was it that I had the... Oh, it was on the uh, Jackbox night on the Minds at Yerk server. Have any, has anyone noticed that basically the Babadook is the, uh, 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 is Gritty's wealthy rich uncle? I would have have to have seen the Babadook and no. The Babadook is basically Gritty's wealthy uncle. Huh. Okay. Google them on your own time. <laughs> I'm just going to put on my list, watch the Babadook right under <laughs> get caught up on comics. Oh, so... Jim, who are you talking to? You don't have to have seen the Babadook to Google a picture of the Babadook. Yeah, I do. Okay. I didn't have to. Uh, So how about Beowulf, huh? Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're talking about the book again. Oops. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that Beowulf is in this now. More like Beowulf, right? Hey, <laughs> He on fire, literally. Um, Yeah, he's pretty fine. Um, so, you, so you'd say he's hot? I'd say he's a little hot, yeah. Okay. So uh, fuck Mary Kill Beowulf Arthur Merlin. <laughs> uh that's how you beget dragons, so no sir, I will not be playing this game. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, dragon begets you. Yeah. You want you wanna how you get dragons? This. This is how you get dragons. <laughs> this, is, this is how you get Grendels, sir. Yes. I am not a fan. Uh, Grindel, son of Gloin. Gimli a break. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry, Kieran Gillen. We tried. <sighs> Action Comics number two. It's good, good book. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think we've done it justice by saying that Beowulf is in it. It's good. You're good. Yeah. Uh, Action Comics ten twenty two. So this is Connor Kent. This is uh, this has been a couple issues of this now. Connor Kent uh, going and talking to Superman to find out who he is because he kind of didn't exist in this world. <laughs> um, so no one really knows who he is or how he's there. Uh, turns out that being stuck away in Jim world, right? Uh, which is where Amethyst is from during the reset of uh, rebirth, you get to live through it and still exist somehow. <laughs> yeah. And so they essentially, you know, they they do, I love, Superman calls in all of these people to talk to him to try to figure out, right, who he is, where he's from, why he exists, kinds of things. And the the people that are here are Will Magnus, creator of the Metal Men, uh, Mr. Terrific, makes sense, Batman, also makes sense, uh, Ray Palmer, the Atom, Ryan Choi, the Atom. And Ted Cord Blue Beetle, which not sure if Ted Cord was the right choice given what we uh, know from a issue of Suicide Squad coming up, but uh, we'll get to that when we talk about Suicide Squad. Um, but the banter between them as they try to question him and understand this is is pretty pretty 
Oh, by the way, Brainiac 5 is here, too, with Superboy from the future. Yeah. Jonathan Kent, yeah. Um, and, yeah, just to listen to their banter between each other and questions as they go is pretty wonderful. In which case, Superman decides, oh, hearing your story, Ma and Pa Kent raised you? Well, let's just go talk to them. <laughs> so... Jonathan and Clark and Connor and Brainiac 5 all go to Kansas and uh, meet the Kents, who this was super, super reminiscent of Wally West in yes. Flashpoint to me, or not Flashpoint, but uh, Rebirth to yeah. me, where once they saw Connor and, like, interacted with him and touched him, like, they remembered who he was. Oh. Yeah, and are super happy, and, like, obviously it's super emotional for Connor for someone to remember who he is, and, right, as part of this. Um, so they're like, it basically it ends with, what do we do now? We're like, well, we don't know, I guess, you know, you're, you're part of the Kent family now, and just like anything, we they go to the future with whatever happens. Um, yeah, anything else, good. Alex? Nope. You, okay. you you covered it, I think. Aquaman, number 59 and 60. Some things happen here, huh? Well, I mean... I think going we, back to 58, maybe, things happen. That is when we meet uh, Aquaman and Mera's daughter, who is born, mm-hmm. and summarily kidnapped, which is where this book starts. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was... Like, there was half an say... issue here. Half an issue... Where I actually believed Orm. That's exactly that's exactly what I was about to say. Is did he not do a phenomenal job of making you think it wasn't him? He did. Like I, I legitimately believed him. I know. Me too. Me too. Then of course he's Orm and he's an asshole, and so of course he did it. Yeah. But good on Kelly Sudakotic for making me think for half a second that Orm was a decent human. Right, Atlantean. Well, yeah. Well, and to be fair, it really was the setup with that year of the villain single one shot that that allows you to even possibly believe this, right? Uh, like it explains how he gets here, but honestly, there was even a moment at the beginning of room like he seems much nicer than he did in that. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so eventually we get to a point where we find out that. Orm has tasked somebody, one of the one of his uh, new followers, to kidnap their daughter and take her. Is it? It's Andy, right? Yes. To kidnap Andy, and the idea is that uh, they were supposed to take Andy to a essentially to be uh, who is it? Perseus, right? Yeah. Where. They're taken to a small fishing village and allowed to be raised by fisher, by, you know, like a nice fisher family with unknown origins so that they don't have all of the baggage that comes with being the daughter, the daughter of a royal family, right? Uh, They can be raised in anonymity, in other words. Um, But what Orm didn't count on is the person that he sent is essentially a child herself. and. At that, very, very much somebody who has never had anyone that has cared for her or had a relationship with anyone. So 
she doesn't want to give up Andy. Yeah, she wants and someone so, to play with. Right. So she takes Andy and keeps her somewhere for... She, eventually, the idea is she thinks eventually she will take her and do what Orm has asked. But in the meantime, Aquaman and Kale and the others find her and go rescue her, right? And so now she is back with Aquaman and missing, and Orm doesn't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. This also ends with Aquaman letting the god friends uh, take Andy to keep her safe, and they go hang out with the most Kelly Sudaconic character ever, Mother yeah. Shark. Mother Shark. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah. And Mother Shark talks about how, uh, basically she's talking to Mara when she says it, and says, you've given me your heart twice now, once when you're, once when Arthur came to me, and now again with your daughter. <laughs> and so I will give something to you. And she wakes Mara from her coma. Yeah. And then Volca lets Mara know that their wedding is tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. For purely political reasons. Yeah. And then we also have Dolphin, who is in amongst Orm and his followers now, which I find fascinating yeah. as well. Like, Orm takes care of his people. Yes. We get in, I think, the, the second of these issues in number 60. Like, we get that she hasn't totally bought in on his mission. She is skeptical. Right. But, like, she's there because it's that or die in the streets, basically. I gotta say, I, there's one thing with Dolphin, there's one panel with Dolphin that I absolutely love. Because, you know, she speaks with essentially what are water emoticons. Right? Yeah. So, there's one where he asks, he was like, uh, the, the person that she's made friends with asks her if he will look after somebody while he goes on this mission. And she holds up her thumbs and gives a big thumbs up. And the emoticon that she makes over her hand is a, a, a thumbs up. <laughs> so it's, like, it's, it's just super cute, yes. <laughs> Batman um, number 92 and 93. The main thing I want to talk about here is... This is kind of... Well, two things. I guess the general is this is the reveal of who is behind this big design on Gotham. The designer, yeah. Yeah. Um, who is really pulling the designer strings. But the thing that I love in here is, and I am shocked that I love this as much as I do, the punchline stuff. Yeah. Um, Harley and Catwoman and punchline steal both of these issues. Yes. And especially Harley, who is written, is written in this place of, I've been there and I am so empathetic toward you. But also, I know you're not going to listen. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a panel where she says something to the effect of two punchlines. <laughs> I know line. exactly what, yep. Look, in a couple of years, you and me, we're going to go out for breakfast, and we're going to drink, and we're going to talk about all the ways in which Mr. J sucks. But for now, you're not going to listen, so I'm just going to hit you with this mallet until you stop. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love Harley. Right. Um, turns out, turns out, it doesn't go so well for her in this fight, though. No, no, I'm, I'm concerned for Harley. I need Harley to be okay because I love Harley in this book. Oh. My, ha my favorite Harley is always Harley as a sidekick to Batman, and in this case, Cal. Yes, I just love any Harley without the Joker. Period. Pretty... Sure, but especially when it's like Harley trying to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mild spoilers. But at the end of this issue, 
someone ends up with one hundred billion dollars. Bum bum bum. Sorry, that was terrible. No, you're good. That's probably not somebody you'd want. No, I mean, look, there's literally nobody I want to have a hundred billion dollars. Literally, that's, no one should have a hundred billion dollars. That's that's very fair. Agreed. Um. God, I, I gotta say though, the whole set. So, turns out this entire arc is setting up what's gonna come next. Yes. Um, and I gotta say though, like the 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 story that's behind this, that's part of this setup, is so so good. Um, which. I don't, I, I'm. I, I think we mentioned it once before when we were talking, but essentially, a long time ago, uh, four of Batman's villains were brought in to meet with this person called the Designer. Specifically, the Batman the movie from the 1960s. Four. Yes. So Joker, Catwoman, Penguin, and Riddler, uh, and each of them were given a a plan by the Designer because that's what he does, that was, uh, like, the ultimate for their shtick, right? So, like, for uh, Penguin, it was to take control of Gotham. For Catwoman, it was to steal all of the money that is in Gotham, specifically from the richest people in Gotham, specifically Bruce Wayne. Um, But all of those plans revolved around Batman being new to who he was at the time and being inexperienced. Um, well, what we found out when this issue start, when this arc starts is that somebody has started that, those plans and started putting them into action and Catwoman now being who she is and, you know, partnered with Bruce um, realizes what's going on and freaks out that she was part of this. And now it's coming to pass. So they try to implement countermeasures to stop this and there's counter countermeasures and third countermeasures and <laughs> it's it's pretty convolutedly wonderful. Yeah. Is what I'm getting to. Also number 92 has a comedic setup and payoff that are perhaps the hardest I've ever laughed at any comic book ever. What's that, Alec? I'll I'll say off air. Remind me when we're done recording. I'm okay. not going to spoil that. Okay, all right. All right. That's all right. too good to spoil. <laughs> Monster. It's not funny if you have to explain the joke first. It's definitely not funny if you go ahead and explain it before anyone that's, can read yeah, it. Right? There, okay, okay, yeah, 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 that's fair. That's fair. Batman, right. killer smile, number one. Speaking of explaining jokes, maybe? I don't know. I didn't read this. You two talk. Hey, I didn't realize that I had uh, not read something that informs this book until brian told me right before we recorded well and i think that's what's <laughs> wonderful about it is you don't have to you really don't but now i feel like i'm missing things <laughs> well so let me let me tell you so before this came out it was jeff lemire and them wrote joker uh the the, the killer smile joker killer smile which yeah. was i think it was three issues and it was essentially the joker and mr smiles who is this puppet that he has mm -hmm. um, and how they corrupted a doctor at Arkham Asylum. And it's the doctor that we see in this one that's next, that's in the cell next to Bruce. Got it. Ben. Yes. yes. 
So that was that story. Okay, and cool. And it was super good, and it was really different and kind of a psychological thriller type thing, right? Right. Uh, much like you see some of in here, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But then this one is specifically about Mr. Smiles and Bruce. And holy crap, it, I, I, like, I don't know if this is an alternate universe, but this is one of the darkest Bruce Batman stories that's ever been written. So this is a super old trope where your hero wakes up in an asylum and it turns out everything's been in their head the whole time. But I always fucking love this stupid, stupid, stupid too. plot device. It, it's just like what happened with Deathstroke in his run with Christopher Priest, yeah. you know, what, two, two and a half years ago, whenever it was. It happened in Buffy, and then you never get the yeah. resolution of it. Right. And I love that. Um, But in this one, if you're to believe what he is being told when he's, when Bruce is in the asylum, um, his parents didn't die in crime alley no and turn him into the batman no um no bruce started having hallucinations of this tv show that he watched as a child with mr smiles the puppet mm -hmm. that essentially mr smiles taught him how to kill people yeah and convinced him that he needed to kill his dad so he did Right, it's fucking creepy. Yeah. And I love that, like, Mr. Pouts is Batman. <laughs> Mr. Pouts, yes. <laughs> yes. So anytime, <laughs> anytime Brucey is feeling sad or whatever, he, he might summon Mr. Pouts. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. so good. Oh, yeah, the whole, the, this whole psychology of, Mr. Smiles and this world he has created is fascinating and terrifying mm -hmm. and super, super interesting reading. Like, I I mean, it's Jeff Lemire, so there's no surprise that it's good. Right? Yeah. But, like, this is, this is some real, I, like, they could tell stories and stories and stories in this. Yeah. I love that, like, this whole time, everybody who, every character you see, like, they're fully in this, this fiction, in this... Bruce Wayne is uh clinically schizophrenic. Sorry, oh, God, I could not yeah. fucking think of that word. For yes, life. Uh, he, he's schizophrenic. They're all in this world fully, and mm -hmm. then he jumps out the window and he's like, "I just need a sign." And he looks up and sees the bat symbol, and then he looks away and it's like the bat symbol's gone. And you're like, "Oh, what the fuck? Is this real or not?" You, you know what? You know what it reminds me a lot of? It reminds me a lot of Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, it's got right? that feel. Mm -hmm. Where the Jeff like, Lemire even, run of Moon Knight? Yeah, <laughs> mm, imagine. <laughs> where even the reader doesn't know what is and isn't real, right? right? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And let's. Uh, the other thing I very clearly want to point out with this is, um, yeah, the art in this is done by Andrea Sorrentino, with Jordi Belair on colors, and it is exactly as beautiful as you're thinking. <laughs> yes, it is. It is so so wonderful. I love it so much. Um, yeah, this is just a fan. This is a this is like a one shot. This is like this is it, one and done. Yeah, I don't think there's I don't think there's yeah. any more to this one. This was yeah. supposed to be like the capstone to the Joker Killer Smile. There were three right. of those. Yes, 
Yeah. yeah. What? And this is kind of like an epilogue to that. Yes. Now, that's not to say there's not going to be more because the, from what I understand, this has been very well received. It's so good. I can't have just it one. Is. It's and, a pr- it's uh, the Pringles of fucking comic books. <laughs> and what does Jeff Lemire do f- stunningly well? He creates new worlds, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, it's the Lay's potato chips. <laughs> Pringles is once you pop. Right. Yeah. Dark Knights Death Metal number one. Perhaps the categorical opposite. I think so. <laughs> so, uh, how awesome is this? Um, so you take the big dumb fun of dark metal, right? Dark Knights. Of Dark Knights, I'm sorry, yes, of Dark Knights metal, and, like, put it in an oven and a blender and a, and a, and a freezer all at the same time to make everything twice as much as what it was. And and you end up with this. Note to self: Don't eat Brian's cooking. <laughs> like like I'm trying to think like like everything is is even more of the extreme of whatever it possibly could be, right? You mean a book where Wonder Woman lords over Hell and has a chainsaw of truth, which she covers in melted down invisible jet? Yes, that. <laughs> Yep, that's the one. While she and Swamp Thing are running covert ops against the Legion of Batman or whatever they're called, that the the Batman who laughs runs and uh, occasionally takes prisoners and makes Wonder Woman hold on to. In Tartarus? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yes. That's the one. Moving this one to the top of my stack? Yeah, you you should do that. So insanely good. Um, I think we have to talk spoilers on this one a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because there is one thing that, boy, howdy, I did not expect to happen in issue number one of this. And it just jumps right in there, doesn't it? And sorry, Jen, but oh, she definitely, oh, go ahead, pull him off. She definitely cuts the Batman who laughs in half. She does. He is off the board. Definitely does that. Um, and so... Also, what, Batman what, has what? a Black Lantern ring. I was going to say, and what has Batman been doing to try to fight this? He has zombies. They gave Batman zombies. Yeah, Batman has the Black Ring and is uh, creating zombies to fight them. Jonah Hex is the pretty one for once. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, tell- I'm giving Jin the all clear. She can put her headphones back on. Yeah. Thanks. You're yeah. welcome. I want these surprises. Well, They're so and- good. And this resistance and spark, and I won't say who it is because we're out of spoilers now. But this resistance and actually fighting back against the Batman who laughs, who you know they didn't see any way of defeating him, was sparked by the fact that a new prisoner was brought to Diana for her to hold on to. Yeah, and that person is—I—I I did not think that person would show up this fast in the series either. No, me neither. Like, like. like like, whatever you thought they would, like, slowly reveal and tease into, nope, they just throw right in front of you in this book. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any slow burn at all related to this book. I think this is going to be fast and hard and heavy. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 this is super, super minor spoilers, but it also gives you, you know, some informing of how this book goes. Um, in that we have, you know, three or four narration pages by uh, Sergeant Rock, who's talking about, you know, this fight that's going on against uh, um, the Batman Who Laughs and how we got to get out there and, you know, 
stand up and fight, you know, very Sergeant Rocky type yeah. dialogue. And then Batman comes in and picks him up, and you find out that it's really just his top half. Yeah. Oh, my. So much. Do I need to take these back off? No, you're good. We're about to move <laughs> on, in it. fact. Okay. So that, 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 yeah, like, that's not a big spoiler. It no. really isn't. I will say, though, like, if talk about literally eating shit is not your thing, oh, those Sergeant Rock pages. Oh, uh, yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> um... Deceased Unkillables number three. Jin may want to take off the headphones again. I mean, I'm oh. reading this no matter what. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. I won't be disappointed. You will not be disappointed because I, I did not. Like, I super, super loved issues one and two of this. Specifically because we got to talk about kind of the villains and yeah. like how they behaved during this, which was... You know, when you realize literally the entire world is coming to an end, and so the only people you have are whoever is left, right? Kind of changes people's attitudes about things. Yeah, like seeing seeing how much the kids in this love them. Specifically one, right? The, yeah. Um, although, for me, I think nothing will beat hearing hearing them refer to Jim Gordon and Slade Wilson as these orphans two adopted dads yeah <laughs> yes our Aww. two dads yes and and uncle grundy yes nobody hurts uncle grundy <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking adorable only she yeah. can call me a good kitty yeah there and there's a girl who has absolutely fallen in love with cheetah and that cheetah adores and yeah, she calls so, something about she calls her. Yeah, you're such a good kitty, and like Cheetah literally looks at everybody else that's around and says, "Only she can call me that." <laughs> that's so cute. It's such like it's such a cat thing too. It's so. <laughs> uh, hey Brian. Yeah. How much sense does shipping Jason Todd and Rose Wilson make? Oh my God! All the sense that has ever been like, like. The new OTP. How that <laughs> didn't happen before this is a huge mystery when you put it on paper and actually see it. Because, yeah, duh. Yeah. And there is one more thing, which is definitely a spoiler. And I really think you should skip this if you haven't read this issue yet. Um, there is a reveal in this issue about a character who has been in this book all along. Take them off, Jin. Yes, go okay. ahead and take them off. Yeah, take them off. About um, a character who has been in this book all along. And it is like the most amazingly cathartic moment of anything I have read recently. It was, it was the most pleasant surprise of the week. I don't know how I did not have this spoiled, because I waited a while to read this. This was out a few weeks before I finally got to it. But I managed not to have this moment spoiled for me, and it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we've called spoilers, yeah. so if you have not read this yet, please go read this. It is that good. Um, but One might say it's marvelous. And one might say that. Uh, maybe Mary Marvelous. Yeah. Um, who we a couple issues back we found out Billy Batson was one of the kids who was yeah. here, right? And when he got infected, somebody essentially took him out, right? Because couldn't have Shazam be one of the undead. Yeah. Right. Uh, we find out who that was and why specifically, 
and it's Mary Marvel. They gave us all the clues. They did. They really did. It was. It is so brilliant because everything fits. Yeah. Um. The. Uh, yeah. So that being said, seeing these characters do what they do in this book is also very cathartic. I think. Tree lobsters for life. Tree lobsters for life. Yes. Okie dokie. The best creeper in years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also yeah. have a digital first series. There are a bunch of these, most of which I'm going to just hit in. Is it still good? But there have been a bunch of like digital first series that have come out from DC over the last few weeks. Uh, there is a deceased one called Hope at World's End. So far, there are three issues out. Basically, each issue is telling a different character's story from some point in the events of the first deceased up to kind of where they're at now. So issue one is Jimmy Olsen, issue two is Black Adam, and issue three is Wally West, and then also Max Mercury, Impulse, and Jesse Quick. I, I predict the deceased universe will continue for a while. I mean, we've already got another deceased series in print announced. Yep. So yeah. Nice. That is about the the new trinity, uh, John Kent and Damian Wayne and Cassie Sandsmark coming yeah. back to Earth to try to see what they can say 30 years later. Yeah. Which just reeks of bad idea, but here we are. Well, but given the how Unkillables ends, we know that there is at least a pocket of humans still alive at kind of the end of present day. Oh, where? But right. don't fuck with zombies, man. <laughs> like, you had the whole Blackest Night thing, you'd think you'd learn from that, yeah. but no. The Flash! We have a shitload of Flash to talk about. Um, <laughs> also announced since last we talked about weekly issues, uh, in September, I believe, Josh Williamson's run on The Flash comes to an end. So we are we are in the end game now. Yeah. Uh, this is the conclusion of the Paradox arc. Yeah. Paradox? Yeah, Paradox. Yeah. Um, and the beginning of the Legion of Zoom. And sort of all of this hinges around Barry making a decision to trust Eobard Thon, the only person who has ever stopped Par Paradox, uh, to trust him and team up with him and Godspeed to fight and beat Paradox. And it goes great! Ish. Until it doesn't. Until, I was about to say, I don't, I don't believe you. Until, one might say, until it changed in a flash. And or by a great, flash by great I mean the reverse. Of that, yes. It's the opposite. Day. Oh, wait. And if you couldn't tell by the name of that next arc, the, the Legion of Zoom, um... Reverse Flash has decided that what he's been missing all this time is his own Flash family. Yeah. So he builds a team. We see him go back and recruit various rogues and forward and recruit Barry's evil future children. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a great time for all the Flashes, I'm sure. Oh, but not. Um, there's also annual number three, which is a Suicide Squad team up that is so much fun. It is one of the best uses of an unreliable narrator. Oh my god, it is so good. 
it, it it's the Captain Boomerang story. Yes. He's being interrogated by Argus or whatever about government organization. Yeah. Yes. About helping the Suicide Squad escape and teaming up with the Flash and fighting off Deathstroke. Which none of them believe he could do, and none of them believe the Flash would team up with him. It's a very, very good... Like, well, because the Flash is always way. respected him, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, I don't, I don't want to say anything else about it, except, like, one of the best annuals I have read in a long time. Yeah, this super, is... Super, super fun. This is excellent. Like, yeah. e- even if you're not reading The Flash, if you're reading and digging Suicide Squad right now, yeah. check out this annual. Anything else on Flash? Uh, I don't think so. Cool. Green Lantern, 80th anniversary, 100-page spectacular. Uh, so, yeah, this... Uh, we've ha- How many of these have we had now? Like, five or six? We've had a Essentially, bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. They're doing these a lot like... um. A lot like the the thousandth issues of Action and yeah. Detective, where they come out with like eight eight or nine different covers, uh, you know, one for each decade, yeah. and they're anthologies with like ten stories in them uh, from each kind of time period, right? Yeah, I think we're gonna hit um, a couple more of these, and is it still good that had come out? This is this one actually came out this past week. Right. Yeah, and I have I have not yet gotten to the the other yeah. two, which I think are Joker and Catwoman. Um, what would you say is your favorite? I don't want to go through every story and every one. No, of I don't either. I don't what either. would you say um, is your favorite story or two from this one? Um, I actually, I really like the first one, which was the Alan Scott one. Yes, agreed. Yeah, like that, that was, was James just, Tynan writing, right? Uh, it was. Um, it was James Tynan and uh, Gary Frank as the artist, yeah. and I love the art in it too. Um, super, super good. Uh, like just character piece, and like the 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 lady that he goes and talks to in it is is makes that yeah, story I, work. I think yeah. that is hands down my favorite here. I do I like the Hal right. Jordan one where he thinks he's dying. <laughs> yes, that was so. He has exactly enough energy left in his ring to send three messages before it is done, and he believes he's going to perish. So he sends three last messages to different people. Yeah. Um, and then I also liked the last one, which was Cena Grace writing, yep. uh, and it was a Simon Baz story. It, it, it was a very good look story. I, yeah. I will definitely agree with that. Um, I, one of the things I enjoyed about that, I don't think any of them were really bad. No. And, you know, sometimes in these anthologies, you get some, some kind of honestly, some stinkers, right? Even, even the Kyle Rayner one was good. Even the Kyle Rayner one was all right. A yeah. couple. No, it. W- I didn't say it was good. I said it was yeah. just because I can't say Kyle Rayner's good just ever. But <laughs> contractually obligated to not. I'm not allowed to say that. Um, Thank you for not breaking but, contract. That's right. But but it, none of none of these were bad. Yeah. Uh. So, you know, if you're a Green Lantern fan, you definitely owe it to yourself probably to pick this up just for. You know, just for kind of celebration of of Green Lantern, yeah. Yeah. There's some there's some good pinups in here too, single page art pinup that are good. Jimmy Olsen number ten and eleven, which actually talking about these two together works pretty well because we get a lot of 
answers and pieces connecting together and set up for what will be the last issue of this here. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm telling you what, I, I, I honestly think the little editorial lead-ins that have the names that really do steal the, the uh, steal the show for this yeah. book. I cannot imagine how difficult it is to come up with, I don't know, like 50 of these that are all different across this series. Right. Because we get at least four an issue for 12 issues. Right. Probably, probably well over 50, but they are hilarious. I also, I love... I love Jimmy Olsen negotiating military agreements with <laughs> alien armies. Yes. His, his logic for how you have to do that is so nice. I mean, this is a man who knows his audience. That is Jimmy Olsen's superpower. That, knowing he, his he audience. He does. Because it is, it, like... Nobody in their right mind would fall for this except for who he's talking to because of who they are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the scrubs. And, you know, the the fact that, you know, there's no backsies. Yeah, no, no backsies. <laughs> no backsies. And nobody had their fingers crossed. So And you know what? I think got to stand. <laughs> I think these are scrubs who can get some love from me. <laughs> there you go. At, like at the first one, the first one of these titles is Superman's Barrister, Jimmy Olsen, or the Defense of Earth. <laughs> Yeah. Like, come on. You can't beat that kind of stuff. It's beautiful. Um, I, I, and here's the thing. Like, every character in this is just as much somebody I love. Um, His sister. I, I love his sister. Um, Even his, Lex his, Luthor. Yeah, his, yeah, Lex, his wife, Jimmy's wife. Jix. Um, Jix, yes. Uh, everybody is just so good. Um, Metamorpho showing up as the Metamorpho suit for Jimmy. Metamorpho <laughs> is, I mean, there are not words to describe how this is the most perfect use of Metamorpho in comics history, but it is. So, so Jen, if you had to guess, if I told you that Metamorpho became an element suit for Jimmy to wear like armor to go beat up some people, right? Mm-hmm. How how would you picture this suit looking? Dude, I don't even. So, so his leg is like one, you know, how Metamorpho has different, right? Yeah. So like his leg is one piece. The other leg is a different piece. The two halves of his upper. Um, it's a you, lot like, like an... it's a lot like the thing suit that either Ben wears when he doesn't have powers or that Miss Thing wears in the uh, yeah. Matt Fraction FF run. Right. The 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 big discriminating difference in this though is that Metamorphose's head becomes the briefs of this complete <laughs> so his face. Eyes, so his eyes and mouth and face are right at Jimmy's crotch. <laughs> and he never says anything while he's the suit, but just the facial expressions. <laughs> yeah. I do just... It's so good. Also, oh the Philly God. fanatic is in this. <gasps> really? Yep. Uh-huh. No Gritty or Babadook, but the fanatic is there. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and, yeah, we, we see, get to see Jimmy in drag um, as he goes to confront his brother. Which is um, one of the best scenes of this entire series. <laughs> it's very good. Like, uh, here's the thing. It is everything about this fits together so well. Like, clearly... 
Matt and Fraction knew exactly what was going to fit in yeah. where and had this whole story planned out. Also, um, the porkadilla trying not to use his name as a pun. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, the other thing is just like in those things, whenever whenever a word is used that possibly ever could be a former logo for a comic book name, it's the logo of like, there's one where they talk about, um, we could only call Checkmate, right? Because they're talking about Checkmate. But it's the Checkmate logo from when Checkmate was a book. <laughs> like, the previously unnamed Detective with Detective in the Detective Comics right, font. Yes. Exactly. Henceforth known as Detective Jones with the same detective, but now Jones is where comics would be. Yep. <laughs> Cute. All so, so good. Uh. Justice League Dark, number 22 and 23. <sighs> I love this book so much. I love it even more every issue. Rom V is so great on scripting duties here. Um, yeah, we get a we get a character back that we haven't seen in a long time in DC. Yeah, Anton Arcane and Abby. Abby, Whoa. something or another. Yeah. Um, we also and... learn. Hang on. We also learn what one of those mysterious other uh, uh, kingdoms is. We do. What Which, was it called? I the mean, Between? No, the, um, hang on, I'm going to tell you in just a second. It is not the Between. It is the, oh shoot, it may not be in this, it may be, it was in the the other issue. Uh, it is the. It's like the Between or the Unseen or. Maybe it, Oh shoot! Hang on, maybe I have it. Maybe I have it because it's when Buddy Baker goes and talks to him. Yeah, the divided. The divided. The, the divided, divided is for single cell organisms that are too small to be seen. So it's your monorans yes. and your protists. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think we finally get the distinction between the black and the gray now. Yes, where the gray is rot and the black is decay right and i read this as like rot is a cyclical thing that gives birth to new life whereas decay is essentially entropy yes so specifically we know this because the we we find out the gray is part of the parliament of life yes Right. It is part of the cycle of life. It is a natural occurring thing that is actually beneficial, yeah. not right. As opposed to decay, which is essentially necrotic death. Yeah. 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 Um, Constantine also pretty much gets himself kicked off the team here. Like, he doesn't get kicked off, but he's like, they're not going to let me back after this. Nope. So, and they're not. Peace. He's right. I, I do. I, I love him. Probably more in this than I have liked him in anything in a while. Yeah, he's really um, good here. Um, he is he is one hundred percent Constantine, but one hundred percent doing exactly what he needs to do being him. We get some some re references to, you know, a, a previous enemy who may have kind of been behind this whole instigating thing anyway. Yep. And I mean we knew it was gonna we knew they were coming back around. So Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I love the big panel that is the character you are alluding to and then Zatanna reflected. 
Yep. I have no idea what that means, or those little black leaves falling behind. I, I guess the black leaves, maybe we go back to the entropy thing. Maybe. But, uh... This is so good. It's so good. It's everything I want in a Justice League Dark book. I love it. Yep. Agreed. Suicide Squad, number five and six. It's everything I want in a Suicide Squad book, which I never knew I needed. It's so good. Um, They get a puppy. They get a puppy. They get a puppy. That doesn't seem like a good thing. Well. It's such a good thing. For these? But then the... Mm. Well, but then they give it to Deathstroke, so. Deadshot. I mean, uh, to Deadshot. Right. Which is which is actually okay. Yeah, it's because look, they give it to Deadshot because he's covering for them so they can escape because he has earned his release, and they know Batman won't hit him if he's holding a dog. <laughs> Literally, that's yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, and and literally, Batman's about to punch him, and he's like, "Wait, stop! I'm holding a dog." Truce. <laughs> and Batman stops. What kind of puppy is it? Adorable. Uh, looks like a looks like maybe a black lab. Aww. Yeah. Um. But the new characters that they have introduced to the Suicide Squad team are all wonderful. Yeah. The Revolutionaries, and I mean yeah. they form most of this team. It's like the Revolutionaries and Harley and Deadshot and Zebra Man and uh, kind of Captain Boomerang. Kinda. Kind of. That's why I said kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's in like two issues of this, right? But one of the things they find out is there's two there's a couple of, couple of big things that are part of this. One is, uh, you know, uh, we had mentioned I know we had talked about this where Amanda Waller was not running them anymore. Nope, there was this new person in charge and he was awful and everybody hated him. Lock. Uh, turn yeah, turns out there was somebody behind him and the whole reason for this, um, and that is this is. A spoiler, if you know, if you want to read it on your own. Now, this but, is uh, this is the big reveal at the end of five. Yeah, and that is that the person that has been behind this all of this is Ted Cord, who is essentially kind of being put into the role of what we would think of as Maxwell Lord, yeah. to the extent that when I actually first read through five, yeah, which I read through five like the week it came out, he is even drawn so much like Maxwell Lord. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That my brain kind of auto-completed the text balloon where he said his name, and instead of Ted Court, I literally read it as Maxwell Lord. When I picked up <laughs> Sixth Street, I'm like, wait a minute. Ted Court? Ted Court, is that a typo? And then they kept saying Ted Court. I had to, like, go dig up five. They're like, oh, no, fuck, I misread this, because <laughs> he looks so much like Max Lord in this. Your brain auto-corrected it? It did. It feels yeah. like it's Max Lord in a Ted Court suit. The other thing is that Apparently, months and months ago, Deadshot and Harley had done enough missions to earn their pardon. They were they're actually, yeah. so they didn't actually have to be part of the squad, and they were just using them anyway. So, awful. Oh, also, but then, all their bombs are out now. They've gotten all their bombs out. Yes. Um, which leads to the final page of issue number six, which is my quote of the week. Brian's quote of the week, quote, quote. So one of the characters that is part of the revolutionaries is part of this new team. Her name is Wink, and she is a teleporter. And she is also apparently a big superhero fan. Because <laughs> she, like, fangirls out when Flash shows up. Yeah. <laughs> In Flash Annual. It irritates everyone else, which I love. Yes, exactly. So 
they are uh, uh, we, we told you that Deadshot is going to stay behind because he wants to leave now that he knows he's been pardoned he wants to leave the team and go find his daughter yeah right totally justifiable knowing who he is so he agrees to hold up the Batman while they make good their escape well so as they're making their escape and running off Wink looks over and sees the Batmobile and gets a glint in her eye and <laughs> then the next thing we know is uh, after it's Batman and, and Deadshot, and you know they have a, this big long conversation about how uh, uh, you know he should he should give up being a criminal and go take care of his daughter, and he's like, yeah, that's kind of what I intend to do, and all this, and he's like, um, uh, okay, sounds good, and they kind of walk apart, and then Batman's just standing there, and he turns back and he says, um, everything okay? You've usually disappeared by now. My car's gone. Oh, that would probably be Wink. She wouldn't have taken it far. They had to get on a plane. It was locked and impenetrable. Oh, she's a teleporter and also a thief. You, uh, you want me to call you an Uber? <laughs> you, want, you want me to call you an am ambulance? Okay, good talk. And he turns around and walks off. <laughs> and then we see in the next, you know, where they have the, like, the next, we see the, the Batmobile flying by and, her, and Wink going, woohoo! <laughs> It's beautiful. I love it. Teen Titans number 42. Uh, this is another one that I read three or four of. Um, essentially, uh, this arc has finished where they went and were able to free uh, Jen from her brother and helped her to realize some things about herself. But uh, true to form, as has been the case a lot, uh, at the end of this, none of them trust each other or what they have done, so the team splits up. And then the next issue, which is the current issue, uh, they all kind of realize that none of them really have anybody, so they kind of just naturally drift back. Like, Crush goes to see... Uh, uh, oh, shoot, now I can't... I'm drawing a blank with his name. Um, but Crush goes to see one of them just because, like, she's bored and doesn't have anywhere to go. So she's like, you, you want to just hang out? <laughs> and he's like, all right. <laughs> so anyway, they all get back together because they found out that somebody has actually killed Brother Blood. Like Brother Blood shows up dead. And they need, they, he was one of the people that they kidnapped and imprisoned and then mind wiped and put out in the world. Well, when Jen got captured, all of those criminals who were mind wiped, they're magical reprogramming went away so now they're just loose in the world so my guess is the next couple of arcs are going to be them tracking down and taking care you know basically making good on them having essentially freed these criminals cool yeah Jin. yeah sleeping beauty is number one yeah so this is the book that is a basically blah 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 blah, blah. i can speak words yes uh, my stutter is back super hard recently, by the way. Sucks. Um, you have my is... sympathies. Yeah. This is a book about a sickness that is taking over the world, um, which sucks on timing. Uh, but it's all the women in the world are going to sleep and then not waking up. Like they're staying asleep. Um, so they're calling it Aurora. 
like Sleeping Beauty. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Uh, see what they did there? Yeah. I do. But at the same time, there's this woman who has just shown up who isn't going to sleep. Um, and she's kind of a badass and kind of crazy, and I kind of love her. Uh, her name is Eve. Um, <laughs> and she comes from a garden. Uh, so I'm I'm assuming that she is, you know, Eve. Yeah, that that tracks. And the first thing that she does is, well, first she steals a plaid shirt off of a clothing line, and then she goes into this meth lab and kills these two dudes and blows it up. And I'm just like, uh, is this supposed to be the bad guy or not? <laughs> What's going on here? Um, that's basically all you get in the first episode first issue uh there's the sheriff of the town who is a woman uh who's trying to deal with all this she hasn't gone to sleep yet she doesn't really sleep very well so we'll see what happens there i don't know it's really good it's really good and it's really pretty awesome okay is it still good (laughs) (sighs) you got this alex fucking lightning around this shit ghosted in la number 10 the ghosts decide to fight back against the entity behind the door King of Nowhere, number two. Uh, Sometimes you go into the woods to make money, and sometimes the woods fight back. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number five. While the turtles pilot the Megazord, the Power Rangers hack... uh, 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 What's the name of the robot turtle? Metalhead? They hack the robot turtle and make it giant and use it as a new zord. Something is killing the children. Number five, number seven. Erica has to deal with her organization's bureaucracy. Amethyst. Number three. Uh, Amethyst makes some new friends in Gym World. Aquaman. Deep dives. Number eight and nine. This is another one of those digital first series. The first seven issues are one story. I jumped in on eight and nine, which become this sort of anthology thing. Uh, highlight here is number nine, which is a story by Tom Taylor about. Uh, Aquaman fighting Lex Luthor and a story by Andrea Shea about Mara and Tula teaming up to go steal something from a vault. Batman and the Outsiders, number 12 and 13. We learn what Rachel Ghoul's plan is. It involves using alien weaponry to create massive uh, uh, tectonic events and destroy civilization. Batman Beyond number 42 through 44. Batman and Batwoman fight off Blight. And then uh, Damien shows up having been deposed by the League of Shadows. And Batman has to help figure out how to stop Mr. Zero. Batman Secret Files number three. This is another one of those. Let's see some stories about Batman fucking up uh, anthologies. In this case, it's against all of the contract killers who show up at the beginning of James Tynan's run on batman uh before that run start batman superman number nine uh the super villain that's a big glowing purple skull atomic skull that's his name atomic skull shows up in gotham says there's a plot to use batman to kill superman and explodes birds of prey sirens of justice is a digital first one shot by gail simone and anaki miranda in which Harley Quinn convinces Huntress and Black Canary to help investigate a sneaky hospital that's being used as a front for shady shit. Catwoman, 80th anniversary, 100-page spectacular. Highlights here are a story called Helena, 
Brian, you might want to take off your headphones. In which Batman and Catwoman learn that Selina is pregnant with her daughter, Helena. And also Rom V writes a story that is setting up his run on Catwoman ongoing. That is a road trip that is fantastic. Uh, Far Sector number six, Joe has to deal with the fallout of the uh, uh, police action against the riots in the on the planet she is trying to help solve a murder on and also maybe some of the uh old evil uh overlords for lack of a better word are still hiding in the shadows ghosts is a digital first anthology series the first issue is dan jurgens writing a specter story in which Jim Corrigan investigates a woman's death after she has somehow aged 80 years in two days. Brian, Harley yes. Quinn and the Birds of Prey, number two. Uh, this is just, uh, it's just more good stuff. More uh, Harley trying to uh, get revenge on the fact that they burned down her hotel that her and her Harleys were staying at. Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red, number one. This is another digital first anthology series. The first chapter is by Stepan Shayek and is about Harley in Arkham being interrogated about what the color red means to her. Uh, pro tip, if you want some Harley Quinn Poison Ivy content from Stepan Shayek, you want to read this issue. Damn it. Well, I guess I'm getting that. Harley Quinn, Make em Laugh, number one and two. Again, digital first anthology series. Uh, there's a Tom Taylor story in here that's pretty great. Um, there is a Gail Simone story, and I forget what the third one is. But these are fun if you want some quick Harley Quinn on her own, not dealing with the Joker stories. Joker 80th Anniversary 100-page spectacular. Hey, you want to see how fucked up a bunch of your favorite DC Comics writers can be? Read this book. Uh, also, it's got the origin of Punchline, which is great. Hey, Brian. Mm-hmm. Justice League number 47. Uh, Brian keeps literally wandering away from his computer while I do this and has to come well, back. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm setting up for, uh, I'm setting up for Longbox. I know. I, I, yeah. It's funny to me, though. And I was buying you time to figure out whatever it is you're searching for. Uh, so this is uh, the conclusion of uh, the arc where they have to essentially find out what has gone wrong with the Spectre and when, where Jim Corrigan is and how he fits into it. Yeah. Legion of Superheroes number six, the Legion and John and the Gold Lantern stop the destruction of Earth at the hands of the people with Aquaman's trident and create a new age for New Earth. The question, the deaths of Vic Sage number three, 1920s Vic Sage investigates the disappearance of a man at the request of his sister, both of whom are trying to get unions formed in this uh manufacturing town strange adventure is number two brian um mr terrific shows us how intelligent he is among showing us other things and agrees to look into what is really going on with adam strange and alana and if they're telling if their story holds water superman number 22 superman deals with mongol uh, while Lois Lane deals with the fallout of Superman uh, passively declaring that he represents Earth in the galaxy universe. That 
bigger thing. Yep. Swamp Thing, New Roots, number one through nine. The first six issues of this are telling a story about Swamp Thing fighting basically Monsanto. Um, that is about death and having children and how that is sort of the the hope that gives Swamp Thing a reason not to just burn everything to the ground. Uh, the next three issues are anthology style, mostly written by Phil Hester as a bunch of ghost stories. Um, with one in there by Andrew Constant, who did the Demon Hell on Earth miniseries a couple years back. Uh, they're some quick done-in-one Swamp Thing horror books. Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, number three. <laughs> Wonder Woman learns what really destroyed the world and killed Superman, and oops, it her. <laughs> oops. Young Justice number 15. It turns out the continuity was the friends we made along the way. Red Sonia number 15. I'm not joking. Red Sonia number 15. Sonia has to decide whether to become one of her biggest enemies, master of war, and renounce the throne, or let all of her people die. Guess which she chooses. Bitterroot number 8. The Sangares take the fight against the Jinnu and these new fear-driven demons uh, to the streets while the devil goes down to Georgia. Farmhand number 15, we reach the halfway mark of Farmhand. We learn what happened to Zeke's mother, and Zeke disowns basically everybody. Ice Cream Man number 19 is a step-by-step guide to how to be a ghost. Outer Darkness 2... Step 1, die? No. (gasps) Outer Darkness 2, number 2 and 3... This is the end of Outer Darkness because you are all monsters and didn't go buy this book, so it got canceled. Shame. Shame on oh, all of I'm you. Oh, I'm included in that. Shame. Yeah. Um, Tony Chu and his partner, whose name I'm blanking on, realize that they are in fact just sentient holographic constructs, summon a bunch of friends, including Demon Chicken Poyo, and that turns out to be a bad idea. Sex Criminals, number 28 and 29... Susie confronts Badal, things go boom, and nobody takes it well, but least of all, John. Uh, I've talked about Avengers number 33 before. It's the beginning of the Kanchu War, or whatever it's called. Kanchu kicks everyone's asses. I don't know why I left this on this list, because I've talked about it before. Devil, Daredevil number 22. Daredevil and Fisk and Typhoid Mary fight for uh, not the right to party for Hell's Kitchen. Deadpool number five. This is hard. All of you, this is hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's probably harder for you to get through than for me. Deadpool number five. Deadpool and uh, 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 Elsa Bud- Bloodstone disagree on how to deal with an angry lightning monster that gets bored playing fetch with Jeff and decides to go blow up part of New York. And Deadpool has to deal with putting him down. Oh. Then Deadpool and Elsa holds ha- hold, ha- hold hands, and it's really weirdly sweet. Excalibur number 10. Oops, reality's broken, and now Betsy's dead and everyone else is a Captain Britain. Ghost Spider number 9 and 10. Gwen teams up with Sue and Johnny, which is a very bad idea, which leads to her having to stop being Spider-Woman and going away, presumably, to the 616, where she's a college student still, and the series being canceled. Yeah. Hawkeye Freefall, number five. Uh, Clint continues his war with the hood. Bullseye catches on to him, and things are looking bad. 
The Immortal Hulk number 34. This is a series of diary entries by... Uh, what's the big-headed green guy called? Mastermind? Mm-hmm. By Mastermind. No, Mastermind's the big-headed blue guy that's a Will Ferrell movie. The big-headed green guy. You know who I'm talking about. That one, you know, the big one who's a Hulk villain? It's a bunch of his diary entries. Marauders, number 10. Uh, hey, Emma Frost has a UFO. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number 17. Miles doesn't give a fuck about the Cradle Act. He befriends and backs up against some bullies a super cool kid who's a fashion designer and then makes dum dum dukum look like a dum dum new mutants number 10 things get weird as a bunch of the new mutants dig into this kid's nightmare realm and don't do a great job of it amazing spider-man number 43 peter parker gets a pet star number pickle peppers yes star number four Star and Carol Danvers team up to fight the Black Order. Thor number five, Thor and the, the Galactus, that's his name. <laughs> Jin is enjoying watching me slowly unravel. Thor and Galactus <laughs> fight the Black Winter and uh, find out that maybe the Black Winter is not what it seemed. Valkyrie, Jane Foster, number 10. Valkyrie fights Thor possessed by and Tyr that are possessed by basically. Uh, uh, the black decay, whatever you want to call it, entropy, and uh, save Asgard. Venom number twenty-five. Venom, while possessed by carnage, fights a T-Rex construct remotely piloted by his son, and then tells all the Avengers about all the shit that's been going on that he probably should have given them more heads up about. <laughs> no one's rose. Tin and Saren get caught in the upper levels of their city where they shouldn't be, and Saren gets fired from the scientist club that she's a junior captain of uh, for maybe being linked to these terrorist attacks. Sarah and the Royal Stars, number seven. Sarah uh, decides to try to save the world and not just save her family while a couple of the royal stars learn how to kill a star. That was 52 books. I'm done. <laughs> Congratulations, hey, Alex. Alex. Hey, Alex. Big-headed green guy's the leader. The leader. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. Not mastermind, Will Ferrell character. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> and now, long box book reports. Long box book report. Hey, Jin. Hey, uh, Brian, why don't you just go ahead and tell me what those two choices are? <laughs> Jen's got a devil next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to like this. Oh, shit. <laughs> I already Remember, don't like this. I can get you a door number three. <sighs> Your choices are from May of 1987. We have The Adventures of Superman, number 428. Okay. Okay. On a and a issue titled called Personal Best. Or <laughs> we have Justice League of America number one, number two oh eight, volume one, number two oh eight, from November of eighty two, which is Crisis on Earth Prime, book three, the bomb blast heard around the world. It would be cheating if I picked that one, right? <laughs> Why would that be cheating? If I've already read it. Have you really? Yeah. It's not Crisis on Infinite Earth. No, I know. Okay. In that case, yes. Fuck. All right, what's the other one? 
Give me the uh, give me the number. The Adventures of Superman. What? Four twenty-eight. I've wronged myself. <laughs> oh, I've severely wronged myself. It looks <laughs> like there's some Jimmy Olsen in there. So Jim Funny. Oh, what? Nope. Apparently not. It's a, it's a redheaded dude on the cover, but uh, apparently it's Perry White's son. Oh. 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 Okay. Am I looking at the right cover? It's got to be the right thing. It's the run from like 1986 to whenever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I oh. guess I'm picking that one. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Superman busting through a wall. Yeah. 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 By Marv Wolfman. Yeah. Add two cards. So Alex, what are we gonna do next week? Other than two double issue long box book report from Jan. Technically, two double long box reports would be four well, issues. Okay. Right. But no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I can give her more. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. So two long boxes from Jen next well, week. And the good what's news, our main course? The good news for Jen to ease yeah. her suffering is that we will be talking about the first half, that's issues 1 through 15, of Curse Words. Oh, yeah, baby! Which Jen has already read, so she's <laughs> off the hook there. Not only One have I already she's... read it, I've already reread it. <laughs> One might All say right. she's read the whole damn thing. The whole damn thing! Also, but backed it on j- Kickstarter, and I'm getting the whole damn book. There you go. Nice. Uh, that just that just gives you time to read like uh, uh, death metal and some of these others, right? Yes, thank that goodness. You didn't get to, yeah, because yep. there's some good stuff. Or you know my long box. Books. Well, those, but I mean <laughs> that's just that's two books. You can read more than two books. Hey. Even you can read more than. Hey, two Brian, books. you don't actually know what my work weeks have been like. This is true. This is true. The only reason I say that is because I know you've managed to read more than two books. Up until this point, so. Yeah. That's why I say it. Okay, that's it. We're done. I'm putting it out of its misery. Thanks, Chase, for our intro voiceover work. Shoot it like old yellers. Sorry. You can visit our website at panelologypodcast.com. Support us at patreon.com slash panelology. Buy merch at bit.ly slash panelologymerch, capital P, capital M. Or send us questions at bit.ly slash panelologymailbag, capital P, capital M. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I am Brian. There are so many good comics out there. Go read some.